Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing well. How are your apples? They're good. And your nuts? They're good. And your tea? I know. It's like you've got like a whole little three-course snack spread out over there. Yeah, it's healthy. It is. And um, did you bring any for me? Well, you ate the apples without being asked, so I guess I did. That is not true. <laughs> All right, let's start with the t- Disney Parks blog, like we always do. Um, there's something about reimagining dinosaurs on there. That's right, Nat Geo, which I know you don't like that term, no. but National Geographic um, has a new series called Reimagining Dinosaurs, where they are bringing new discoveries to life. They're using new technology, um, and they're changing the uh, their thoughts on how dinosaurs looked, lived, and how they died. Uh, so you can go to NatGeo slash dinos and check that out. And because, of course, this is on a Disney website, this cross-promotes to a Disney component. And uh, they tell people that you can take an Adventures by Disney trip and go to Montana with one of their uh, vacations and go to a Siebel Dinosaur Complex, which is home to one of the world's largest collection of fossils, including T-Rex fossils. Pretty cool. So if you have any uh, intention of taking an Adventures by Disney trip, which is going to set you back like three college tuitions, uh, <laughs> feel free to uh, contact me because I'm your favorite travel agent. If I was going to do an Adventures by Disney, it would not be to Montana. No, where would it be? Someplace that I wouldn't feel totally comfortable going on my own, like, like China. Vietnam or China yeah. or Australia. Well, Australia, I think I could handle. At least it's the same language. No, it's Australian. <laughs> you speak Australian? Yeah. Okay, let me hear you. Um, a dingo ate my baby. Oh, very good. Excellent. Uh, let's see. Disney's Halloween Festival is returning to Disneyland Paris. That's right. Uh, now through November 1st, Mickey Mouse, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, and the rest of the gang will be in their uh, Halloween costumes, and they will be sharing some not-so-spooky moments with guests. Uh, in Fantasyland, the Mickey Mouse Theater is decorated in the colors of the season, where you can take a socially distant selfie with Cute. Mickey and friends. Um, during this year's festival, villains including Ursula, Maleficent, Captain Hook, Dr. Facilier, uh, Jafar, and Cruella de Vil will be in the studio theater, where they will be striking fun poses. Uh, once again, socially distant uh, selfies are available. And then in Disneyland Paris's spooky attraction, um, you can take a ride on their Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which has a little Halloween twist to it, um, and visit Phantom Manor, which is their version of the Haunted Mansion okay. in Frontierland. Uh, of course, as with most of the other parks, the uh, park is decorated with Halloween decor. And, uh, you know, a fun time. They, they do celebrate Halloween over there. So uh, if you're in Paris, uh, check it out. All right. Um, you can learn how to draw the Haunted Mansion. That's also on the Disney Parks blog. Yeah, we'll post this link on our page. But it's, uh, you know, they've done the learn how to draw and you've learned how to draw Mickeys and superheroes and uh, whatnot over the past few months. And now Imagineer Stephanie Jasmines uh, shows you how to draw a Haunted Mansion inspired manner. Cute. Which is pretty cool. All right. Some of my favorite stories are the foodie news stories, and we have another one today about the offerings at Hollywood Studios that have been updated. That's right. You know how I know you like food? How? Because you're still eating nuts, even though we're recording. <laughs> I do like food. Yes. So starting today, the ABC Commissary um, has some new offerings. And I think they, they just started today. to reopen, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
For sandwiches and salads, they have a California burger, which is plant-based. They have a chicken club sandwich, which is um, a grilled chicken breast on a brioche bun. A new buffalo chicken grilled cheese sandwich that's on sourdough with buffalo chicken um, and then various cheeses. Mediterranean salad with chicken. That's uh, chicken breast over mixed greens with um, a bunch of different vegetables and kalamata olives and feta. They have a couple of kinds of tacos, pork carnitas tacos and shrimp tacos. Then they have rice bowls, a curry rice bowl with shrimp, a plant-based curry rice bowl with tofu. And then for kids, they have the kids pork taco, the kids grilled cheese sandwich, the kids turkey sandwich, and of course the uncrustable. Um, and then for, where are we now here? Yes, I'd like a hamburger. Can I get a hamburger somewhere? No, I don't think you can. Um, I don't know if this is telling me where I am. It just tells me about appetizers. Where are these appetizers and entrees from? I don't know. I mean, this isn't helping me. But this is your story. It's my story that you turned around a computer and just gave to me. Um, oh, Hollywood and Vine. Uh, Hollywood and Vine, there you go. Appetizers, um, and they are, these appetizers are served with warm pull-apart rolls and butter. They have a farmhouse tossed salad bowl, a plant-based chopped salad. Those are your two choices for appetizers, so salad. Um, for entrees, garlic and cracked black pepper prime rib of beef, a carved herb-roasted turkey breast, macaroni and cheese with shrimp, seared fresh salmon, or let's see, plant-based pan-seared king trumpet mushrooms. Mm. And then last is a pork asobuco. I don't know how to say it. You said it properly. Thank you. Correctly. And then for desserts, apple blueberry pie, banana cream pie, plant-based cherry lemon pie, vanilla creme brulee, and chocolate s'mores pie. Mm. And then they have um, for kids a create your own meal uh, where you choose salads. You have the same salad choices as the adults. Um, and for entrees, they can choose from salmon, turkey, roast beef, macaroni, and cheese. And for dessert, choose from fresh fruit, uh, lemon sorbet, a sundae, or apple pie. Excellent. Everyone chooses the fresh fruit. No. Not kids. You know what I miss at Disney? What? I miss the days when you can get a nice uh, hamburger on a on a white bun. I like brioche. And now it's, you know, those kind of like wheatish buns, those gray buns. And, like, to find a place that sells a hamburger, you have to find the right quick service place. Yeah, but it's like that with anything. I mean, our kids were always chicken nugget kids or chicken right. tender kids. And not every place had it. You'd go no. someplace and it'd be like, oh, they just have, you know, Pickles Bills is not going to have um, chicken nuggets. Right. And, you know, Casey's is not going to have chicken nuggets. So some places had, you know, one thing over the other. I don't know. It just makes it more difficult to eat. <laughs> every place should have hamburgers, not Yes, me? they should. All right. Um, in California, the Disneyland Resort has pushed back their reopening again, and now that it's through October twenty fourth. Yep. Here we go. Another another Thursday. Another pushback for a week. Mm-hmm. And then um, this is a whole bunch of different stories regarding the reopening of Disneyland or the non reopening. So Disney's chief medical officer um, has fired back at Governor Newsom. That's right. Disney's chief medical officer, Dr. Pamela Heimel, um, put out a press release uh, in response to Governor Newsom's claims that reopening the theme parks is unsafe based on science and data. Um, And she rejects that, saying that it's incompatible with a health first approach. 
Uh, the fact is that since, since March, they have taken a robust science-based approach to responsibly reopening our parks and resorts across the globe. Their health and safety protocols were developed in consultations with epidemiologists and data scientists, and after considering guidance from the CDC and experts in local government and health agencies. All of our other theme parks, both in the United States and around the world, have been allowed to open on the strength of our proven ability to operate with responsible health and safety protocols. Yeah, it's kind of a slap in the face. Yeah. To not let them open. They've proven themselves. Why would you not let them open? Yep. All right. Um, well, maybe we'll get a little more insight in this next story. Maybe. Um, this next story just says that Governor Newsom is in no hurry to release the park opening guidelines, which we know. That's right. A week ago, they were releasing the guidelines this week, mm-hmm. which was last week. And now Governor Newsom says that he's in no hurry. Uh, we don't. An- this is a quote from Governor Newsom. Uh, we don't anticipate in the immediate term any of these larger parks opening until we see more stability in terms of the data. We feel that there's no hurry to put out guidelines and we continue to work with the industry. Um, so, yeah, he does not uh, think that's going to be coming anytime soon. And then they asked him about Bob Iger leaving the uh, Economic Advisory Council and Newsom revealed that it was, yes, due to disagreements over the reopening guidelines. However, he did say, I had a wonderful conversation with Bob, who's been very active and participatory. I'm incredibly grateful for his support, his insight, and his counsel. Um, So a a nice little send-off to uh, Bob Iger, but obviously no one at this point sees eye-to-eye with Governor Newsom. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is. Can't they, like, throw him out or something? No, they can't. Can't we bring back uh, Arnold? Oh, sure. He was governor, like, I don't know, three terms ago. (laughs) All right. Um, So the rest of this news is, well, not the rest of it, not the whole podcast worth, but the next few stories are all about the layoffs that are happening within Disney. So sort of um, grouping them into where those layoffs are going to fall. That's right. There's one story related to the layoffs in California. um, And they, of the 28,000 cast members uh, that are involved in this mass layoff, They have now uh, released details that uh, 1,800 cast members at Disneyland uh, Park and Disney California Adventure are from Teamsters Local 495, and this this group includes Disneyland security guards, attraction operators, and meet and greet characters. Well, that's too bad. Yeah, and uh, with this number, um, Disneyland layoffs are now total at 8,400 employees, which is more than 25% of Disneyland's 32,000 cast members. Wow. Well, you can't have people working if the parks aren't open. That's true. All right. So what else about, there's other groups that announced, uh, the, their numbers. That's right. If we fly across the country and go to Florida, um, the service trades council union, uh, which covers a, a number of uh, union. They represent 43,000 Walt Disney World cast members, uh, and they have announced that 8,857 part-time cast members are going to be laid off. Uh, now, that might sound sad, uh, but Disney, Disney originally informed the union that along with those part-timers, they wanted to lay off 5,300 full-time employees. Wow. Um, the union argued uh, on the full-timer's behalf and they announced that only the part-time cast members are going to be moved from furlough to being laid off. Um, the full-time cast members will not be forced into layoff status. Yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that is good um, for them. Any part-time cast members who are laid off 
have a contractual right to be recalled to their previous positions until October 1st of 2022. Yeah, I mean, the part-time work, I feel like, isn't as big a deal. Right. You were probably either someone who was retired from your regular job or, you know, you were doing this as an extra sort of fun thing or to get your foot in the door, but a part-time job wasn't paying the rent. Right. So hopefully they had something else in addition to this that that, um, that they still have. Hopefully it wasn't a part-time job, at, uh, another part-time job over at Universal. Right. Um, all right. And then the union carpenters and mechanics, a few of them are going to be laid off too. That's right. Carp- carpenters Local Union 1820 has announced that Disney plans to lay off 184 of their members across 19 different positions, which include mechanics for the cars and buses used around the resort, um, welders, carpenters, and support for the park's parades. Uh, this number is apparently tentative, uh, but they do expect uh, those numbers to change prior to the actual layoffs beginning in November. And then the baggage and guest services, they're losing some people also. That's right. They are losing 560 folks. And uh, these are third-party employees who handle the baggage airline guest services department, uh, as well as those who are involved in luggage and valet services which does include Disney's Magical Express. All right. Can we be done with um, layoffs? That's it for layoffs in, Dis- in, in Disney World. Okay. Why? Is there more? Yeah. You have Disneyland ones? No, we did Disneyland. We did I Disney know. World. You said, in Di- okay. So we're done with layoffs for this story. I mean, for this podcast. We have universal layoffs coming when we talk universal at the end. Oh, good Lord. I know. It's just never ending. I know. This is a very depressing uh, podcast. I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, So let's talk about how uh, the Liberty Square Riverboat and Tom Sawyer Island are currently closed. Yes, they are closed now for a scheduled three-month refurbishment. Uh, Riverboat Landing is currently roped off with an A-frame board out there telling guests about the closure. Uh, Now, the Riverboat was closed in uh, August for its annual refurbishment week uh, at the end of the month, and now they've opted to close it for three months, so who knows what is going on there. And then additionally, the uh, Tom Sawyer Island uh, has a uh, construction panels blocking all of the entrances and then some ropage uh, blocking off the pathways. Uh, this work is supposed to run through at least January 2nd. Um, and they don't know if, uh, you know, some of this work is being done in conjunction with the uh, planned work for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Mm, so right, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad does run along the river there. So, yeah. Who knows? All right. Um, so we had heard that they're going to be doing some work at the Poly, and they started that work, but we had heard they were removing cross beams at the Poly, but, you know, we didn't really know what that meant. I mean, I just assumed it was something like inside it, but it's it's not. What is it, Tony? No. So the cross beams are an architectural feature of the uh, ceremonial longhouse. And if you look at a picture on the outside of the longhouse, uh, you see that the cross beams, it's almost like an A-frame, uh, come up above the top of the of the building. That's not a cross beam, though. No. The cross beams are the part underneath that. That's these that stick out. That's a cross beam. Well, they're removing those, and they're removing some of the uh, beams across the top. Yeah. So almost I don't like think TP it's... Forms. I don't think it's the TP part that's being removed. I think it's the... Um, the big support beams. Um, I'm trying to let you, if you were to be in like a, 
I don't want to, not a log cabin, but you know, one of those like lodge, you know, like mm-hmm. a ski lodge or um, the wilderness lodge, how you have those big exposed beams above. Mm-hmm. That's more the type of thing that they're taking out. I don't think it's the, um, I don't think it's the TP like thing. I think it's well, these, they're removing it's these the TP like things as well too. I disagree. Okay. Okay. Agree to disagree. All right. So how was that story? We have no idea what's going that on. That was a fun story. Yeah. You know what we know what's going on about? What's that? Because we talk about it all the time. That's right. The Toll Plaza. That's right. The Toll Plaza update. I'm going to give a Toll Plaza update with every story because I actually know what's going on here. Uh, so not only are they going with a royal blue and gold paint scheme, um, the shields that hold the letters... Uh, now have a rose gold accent for the letters. So the letter is on a rose gold uh, piece of metal and then the uh, gold shield behind it. Really, really classes it up. Yeah, it looks great. Because you know it's all about rose gold in 2020. That's true, it is. All right, and in entertainment news, uh, we have some news about High School Musical, the musical... The series? Something about they have? Do they have a holiday special? That's right. Disney Plus's High School Musical, the musical, the series, uh, will be debuting High School Musical, the musical, the holiday special uh, this December on Disney Plus. It is going to be a brand new holiday special, which debuts on December 11th. Uh, The cast will be back to spread holiday cheer, uh, and it will also include a sneak peek at the second season of the Disney Plus original series. Okay. Um, and then on to Disney Plus news, Disney Plus's, oh, Disney and Pixar's Soul is going to be streamed exclusively on Disney Plus. That's the newest news. That's right. There have been a couple of movies. The, the last three big movies uh, that we're holding out for this year were uh, James Bond's movie, uh, Wonder Woman 84, and Disney Pixar's Soul. Um, James Bond last week moved to April. Uh, and Wonder Woman is supposedly moving to a streaming pay-per-view uh, format. And earlier today, Disney and Pixar announced that Soul will be streamed exclusively on Disney Plus beginning December 25th. Uh, it was originally supposed to be released on November 20th, just in time for Thanksgiving. Uh, however, uh, this movie, when it's released on Disney Plus, will not be released in a premiere format. It will be released for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you recall, Bob Chapek said that Mulan was a one-off occurrence and that they would not be charging additional fees for their movies. Uh, but Bob Chapek says we are thrilled to share Pixar's spectacular and moving soul with audiences direct to Disney Plus in December. Um, I don't know. Says it's a it's a treat for families to enjoy a family movie together this holiday season. I don't know. It's weird. How are they making any money? I mean, I guess they're making some good money on Disney Plus itself, right. but I don't know. Why not have – why did they make the Mulan a, a one-off? Like, wh- why? Because they needed to recoup at least, like, $400 million to make it – So what are they not – they didn't need to recoup money on Soul? An animated film never costs as much That's as true. as a live action movie. That's true, but um, I don't know. I feel like people would have paid it, and that's you know that's what you pay for a movie that would have been released in the movie theater, you know, right? Instead, by watching it at home. I don't know. I think that was reasonable. I'm surprised that they're not doing it. Yeah, I just don't think that they you know when you tell people you're giving them a service for six dollars a month or seven dollars a month. And then you start charging them an extra $30 because yeah. now you're going to start releasing every movie, uh, you know, to Disney Plus. You know, how many months? D- Disney generally has one or two movie releases per month. Yeah. 
I guess they just don't want to piss people off, but right. I mean, they're not. You can't, if you're not putting them in the theater, I mean, typically they would have gone to the theater, and it still would have been six months before it would have shown up on Disney Plus. Right now, just free on Disney Plus. Yeah, this this completely screws up the uh, the pathway because a movie is released in the theaters, uh, then three months after the release, it comes out on uh, Blu-ray uh, and digital format, and then you know six months after its release, it comes out on Disney Plus. So they're they're really screwing up these timelines, um, but you know the movie industry is in flux. AMC movie theaters says that if this goes on past like the first of the year, that they're going to be out of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. AMC is the largest movie theater chain in the world, yeah. and if they go under, yeah. you know, if they go under, you know, what does it say for these mom and pop movie theaters? Oh, these they're small all chains? They're all done. They're, they're, they're done all already. Be done. They're, I mean, they're not at this point. They're already not making it. We've seen it in our town. Yep. Our you know our twelve screen cinema theater, uh, is yeah. is gone. Yep. You know they're just not reopening. Nope. Okay. Um. That's enough for that depressing news. Let's move on to some other depressing news. Um. Uh, well, this isn't depressing. No, There's a true. new animated Night at the Museum that's coming to Disney Plus. That's right. It has been announced that a new animated Night at the Museum film will be coming. Um, it's going to be tentatively titled Night at the Museum, Kamun Ra Rises Again. Um, it's going to start production November 2nd in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, if you're like me and you saw the live action movies uh, of the Night at the Museum series, you know that it followed Larry Daly, who was Ben Stiller, who was a night guard at the Museum of Natural History in the initial film. Um, but this film is going to focus on Nick, who is the son of Ben Stiller's character. Uh, and he follows in his father's footsteps to become a night guard of a museum. Uh, so, uh, you know, animated uh, movie, you can go different ways with that. You can do some stuff that you might not be able to do in live action. Right. Um, so we'll we'll see where that brings us in, in you know, a year or so. Okay. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch, as Doctor Strange, is going to be making, a, making an appearance in Spider-Man 3. That's right. This is uh, big news uh, because we know that in the previous Spider-Man movies, uh, we've seen uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. But now that he has passed away in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, you know, he he can't be uh, Spider-Man's mentor. Uh, So uh, Doctor Strange is going to be taking over the mentor role. Um, So that will be uh, coming up. The Spider-Man movie is set to start shooting this month and will be released in December of 2021. And then Benedict Cumberbatch will also be returning as Doctor Strange in Doctor Strange's sequel, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, which is scheduled to also start filming this month. Uh, The tough thing is that Spider-Man 3 is filming in Atlanta, while Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness will be filming in London. Uh, So it looks like Doctor Strange may be flying across uh, the Atlantic to shoot scenes uh, for Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. There's been some rumor that the Spider-Man movie is going to also involve the multiverse, uh, and Tobey Maguire and Ben Garfield as their Spider-Man characters are... There's been rumor that they may appear in this next Spider-Man movie. That would be cool. So maybe the multiverse uh, reaches into the Spider-Man world as well. All right. Yeah. Um, In Disneyland Paris, they've had some changes to their annual passes. Yeah, so they're just announcing a tiered pricing structure um, with an increased pricing for what they call uh, annual pass holder privilege tickets. Uh, And this new tiered system is going to go into effect on November 6th. Uh, They will have a low season uh, and a high season as their tiers. 
Um, and uh, since the pricing is in francs, um, or is that euros? I don't know what that symbol is. No, probably, I guess that's a euro. It's got to be a euro. Um, 37 euros for low season and 52 for high season. But I don't, and annual passes, so are those, are those prices on top of what you pay for your annual pass? I don't understand. Um, that's a good question. I mean, if it's an annual pass, it might. Or you get an annual pass for the low season or an annual pass for the high season, or you have to buy, buy two separate annual passes. It sounds like it depends on when you're allowed to go. So it might involve blackout, blackout dates, mm -hmm. uh, like some of the Disneyland uh, and Disney World tickets do. Right. Okay. Um, in Universal Studios Japan, Super Nintendo World has released their opening date. That's right. It was uh, been, it, it has been scheduled to open now in early 2021. This is the much anticipated Super Nintendo World, which is the first theme park area based on characters and worlds of Nintendo. Um, you'll be able to go into shops, attractions, restaurants, and experiences based on uh, Nintendo attractions like Mario and Yoshi. Fun. So yeah, it's very uh, very colorful, mm -hmm. um, very much uh, in the color scheme of Nintendo. And they're going to be incorporating what they call their power-up band, which will allow guests to immerse themselves in the world, that they will be able to use the uh, band to jump, hit blocks, collect virtual coins and items, and bringing the experience of playing Super Mario games to the real world. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's successful, if we're going to see something like that here. Maybe. You think that's what they're going to do with the uh, third park the, well, fourth park, if you want to count the water parks. That well, there is supposed doing. to be a super, there is supposed to be a Nintendo section of mm -hmm. the new park. Cool. And then um, lastly, because, you know, we want to start, we want to end on the same fabulous note we started on. There's been an undisclosed number of layoffs that are going to be happening at Universal. Yep. Um, these layoffs do not include hourly workers, um, but an undisclosed number of employees have been laid off across the property. And it does include um, managers at attractions. So now uh, where attractions used to have three managers, they will only now have two managers overseeing them. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Universal announced that they would be uh, furloughing 5,400 employees uh, indefinitely. Um, but they do not expect a full recovery uh, until they are well into 2021. So... You know, a lot of those people will get callbacks, but, you know, you're, you're looking seven, eight months down the road. They might have other jobs by the time they get right. called back. And a lot of times that's what companies hope for. Well, I don't know if it's what they hope for, but that's that's the reality of it. Yep. All right. All right. Any, any closing words? No, I'm sorry. This was so depressing. That's all I have to say to people. All right. Well, hopefully everyone has a great weekend. And until Monday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Bye.